As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. torch and dip it into this podcast does anybody need any pizza do you need any more champagne just let me know we'll get some more pizza and champagne in here i'd like some champagne jeff okay uh, no you're not a mage i don't know what the laws are in fiji but <laughs> <laughs> welcome to no buffs we're back to recap the final episode of survivor 41 titled one thing left to do dot 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 win i'm jay skeets along with my fellow tribe members we got the bearded one trey kirby Hey, hey, yo! We got No Dunk Super Producer, proud Canadian JD. Hello, there he is. And from Crooked Media, it is the legend Jason Concepcion. What's up, Jason? Uh, great to be here. Great to be here. Oh my goodness! Excited to have the whole band back together here for our final episode of No Buffs, breaking down the final episode from Survivor 41. We usually go through scene by scene on this show, but. We're starting right at the end today. Congratulations to Erica for outwitting, outplaying, outlasting Deshaun and Xander and the other castaways to win Survivor 41. Yeah, she received seven of the final eight votes. So pretty clear winner here. She broke the drought of a woman not winning Survivor. It had been going for like six seasons straight. So she did that. She became the first Canadian winner, JD. This was one of your picks early on. You said, ah, cheered for Erica. She's yeah, Canadian. Homer. 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 <laughs> and, 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 the first person of Filipino descent to win American Survivor. Yes, and JC's loving that. This is, <laughs> Erica is really a no-buffs the perfect no-buffs castaway. A little Canadian, a little Filipino. You know, she's great. Um, so I guess the first question is, and, and JC, let's start with you. I'm going to ask it like this, even though some people get upset when you say it like this. Is Erica a deserving winner? Yes. I think her, um, <clears throat> her fellow competitors' votes spoke very, very powerfully for her gameplay. I wish the edit had spoken as powerfully. I think that if, uh, in retrospect... There were a lot of clues that she was playing a really strong game, right? Shan, we got to get her out. We got to get her out. She's sneaky. We got to get her out. Sydney, we got to get her out. I don't like the way she's playing. 
Luvu not liking her as a threat to the point that they're like, let's throw to get her out, right? But those were all just these little moments in what was, you know, kind of like a vast forest of content and, and scenes for other uh, players. And so in that sense, I'm, I wish we had seen what she was doing. I don't know if that was, I don't, I don't know what's behind that decision, right? But I think from an editing perspective, there is clearly a lot of stuff that they could have shown us that they didn't show us because, uh, you know, again, her, her fellow competitors votes spoke extremely powerfully for her game play, the way she's played for basic for the entire run, essentially. Yeah. A lot of people saying Trey, like this was shocking because we didn't see her for half the season. Um, now, I push back at that just because, like, they were winning. The, the Luva tribe was winning nonstop, so they never were. She even said it. Like, we never went to tribal council. Now, could they have given us more of her? Uh, could they have given us, like, her and Heather, maybe, and, like, the bond that they obviously created out there? Yeah, I guess they could. I think the sort of truth is, though, you had these other big players out there. There were huge personalities, and she really isn't. And so they're going to say, well, what's more entertaining television? I think <laughs> it's that probably, probably not Heather and Erica like talking. Yeah. Yeah, she got totally overshadowed yeah. by the early big players and even more so, I would say, the advantages. All of the early season episodes were about people finding advantages and going to Shipwheel yeah. Island and how is this going to play out and how is that going to play out? You couple that with not going to tribal council and actually having to put your name to some votes. It's kind of hard to build any sort of resume, any sort of edit cred early in the season. Basically, I remember, I don't know, must have been halfway through, we were like, why do they think Erica is such a threat? Yeah. What is she doing yeah. out there? We never see anything. Yeah. Clearly, she was plotting and scheming behind the scenes. The plots and schemes just never had to actually transpire. Then she gets the big moment of changing history with the shillelagh of time. And she said, I'm going to start playing like a lion. And she did. Her game really ramped up basically from the smash on, you know, big move after big move after big move, though maybe not the flashiest player taking credit for him, which is what she said was her strategy at the end. I didn't have to get full credit, just had to get the job done. And she totally did. So yeah, a super deserving winner uh, in my book. We just didn't get to see really the first half of her game because she didn't have to play much of a game for the first half. Yeah, JD, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you're saying. I do. I'm going to criticize the Survivor editors or producers for not seeing enough of her. She went on to win the game. They had no problem showing us Nasir. We saw the friction with Sydney. There was drama over there. We saw certain little glimpses of what was happening over in Luvu. I mean, there is an unseen scene, apparently, of... of uh, Erica just completely breaking down by herself. I mean, she was there was definitely cameras around her and when the person who goes on to win the game has that much of a personal crisis who then goes on to go to Exile Island uh where she basically has her turning point. I mean, that is also good TV and uh I think she was done dirty by her uh her edit, but the points of uh, what was happening with Shannon Ricard, you know, and all the all the advantage and all those points are well taken. But we're talking about the winner of the game. I mean, I'm not saying give her a winner's edit, but let's meet her before the merge, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. and and Heather as well, because Heather was her closest ally and they basically 
worked together uh, uh, presumably to get to the end of the game and we didn't get to see any of that uh so there were decisions that had to be made i get that i've been <laughs> you have to kill your darlings yeah. in the editing suite but uh but god damn i mean she's the winner of the game like we, we should have seen more of erica and and a, a bit more of heather and how that worked together because it's it's almost like a a kaiser sose situation where it's just like <laughs> Oh, she was masterminding this whole thing the whole time, and we never got to see any of that. And I look at Xander's editing and go, was any of that real? Like, what we saw? Like, it's just, it boggles my mind, like, that he didn't got any votes at all. I mean, I mean, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, look, the people don't seem to like him, and I guess I was right, because... Zero votes for uh, a hugely dominant player. And then the person who wins the game, we barely see. Anyways, uh, that's that's my main gripe for all of this. Just to to slightly pile on, I think, again, in retrospect, and this is something my uh, former colleague Riley McAtee uh, pointed out to me in in chat. Um, In retrospect, the fact that nobody was really trying to flush Xander's idol in the late game... Yeah. Kind of a flag that they didn't consider him a threat, mm-hmm. which did not translate to the edit. It was like, oh, Xander's moving out here. Um, and I think, you know, another thing that is just slightly frustrating to me is because of the under edit, for whatever reason, the shillelagh of time really looms large. And honestly, that was very random, lucky. She had no choice but to smash it. Yeah, It was a move that was essentially made for her. So I could see how, you know, if people that uh, just watch the show for entertainment maybe don't think as deeply about it as, as you know, crazed fans that, such as us would look at this and go, how the fuck did she win? What the hell? Right. She got lucky with the shillelagh and now she yeah. wins? What? Yeah. Um, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. Again, I just keep going. Like, I've heard some people say, yeah, we should have seen more of her talking with Heather. <laughs> and I say, I, I say that. Why? That's we got not, the perfect amount of Heather. I that's, think. We don't. We really don't. And I actually like how they edited this. I mean, I love this win. I think every winner is ultimately deserving, and that's why I sort of wanted to catch myself when I asked that first question to uh, to Jason. But I, I like if you're watching the show and you were listening to No Buffs at least for the last five weeks, we've been saying, "Whoa, Erica, great episode. Whoa, yeah. Erica's mm-hmm. in this. Whoa, Erica." Could she win this? Whoa. You know, we, we were saying that, and I would imagine a lot of people watching it were thinking the same. So, yeah, slow start. That's fine. I mean, you don't want to come out of the gates like a Tony anyway. It usually doesn't work for people. Uh, right. In his case, he somehow did make it work that one time. But, you know, you lie low, and then you pick your spots. And like any Survivor winner, she also got lucky. Uh, yeah, you know, totally. They... they, they they tried to throw a challenge, as you said, to get her out, and Nasir did not know about that plan, and thus just beasted it, and then she's sticking around because they won the damn thing. Like, there's all these little things which make it great, um, but I don't think the answer is like, oh, we needed more Erica or Heather or whatever. Like, I don't think we did, just because, again, there were so many other bigger personalities and bigger things going on. And I think, I actually think, JD, if you go back and rewatch the season, mm-hmm. maybe there's a little bit more like, oh... Oh, that! Oh, there's a little, like a little clue. There's a little line, and I think there is because there was a lot of talk even early on when they weren't winning everything and they couldn't even go to tribal council of them being afraid of her because, yeah, they saw her as a threat or they thought she was a great player. Okay, sure, but just shots of 
of her of Sydney saying, "I don't like her. She's sneaky." That's not enough. It's just, it's just yeah, not you enough. Want to see why. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, how many confessionals did she get? One, two. Not, like, I'm not, not actually lot. sure, but it's Early. not a lot. I mean, it's no. I'm, again, not, it's not like I understand. Like, there were uh, there were buzzier characters, and there were big storylines, and and. A lot of the conversations, particularly around diversity and stuff like that, you just had mm-hmm. to put in there, right? And mm-hmm. and she was not involved in those conversations, or at least that we saw. Thomas um, says here. And so in the I, live I get tri- it. Oh, at the same Go time, ahead. like, uh, give us a. Can we not get like one more confessional? Like, uh, you know, I think someone in the chat said that Brad got more confessionals. I don't. We, I need to go back and check the stats. But that's not correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's crazy. Um. I did think she killed it at the final tribal council. Uh, oh, yeah, Trey. I mean, I thought she just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, you know, you have you always have you have probes always saying claim your victory, claim your victory, and it's and there's a lot of truth to that. Like, tell For these sure. people why they should give you a million dollars. Like, either because things they didn't know you did, or especially in Erica's case, like explain what your thinking was half the time. And she did great job, like smooth. Uh, like talking up her dynamic duo with Heather, like actually building Heather up. Yeah. I thought was a really brilliant play from her. She pointed out she was on the right side of the vote every single time. That's a good way to prove like Absolutely. I knew what was going on. I knew where all the votes were like. Um, so you were, you're, you agree, Trey, that she sort of like, I mean, if you were given that a grade, what is that? Was that an A plus or at least an A there? What she did at tribal council? Yeah, I'm giving her an A at the very least. Just, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go A plus just because I'm a withholding teacher and I want to see more from my students (laughs) down the line. You know, it's only the end of first semester here. We got second semester to worry about. But she clearly owned the tribal council. I think part of it is because it seemed a little bit once you started hearing the questions that this was going to be T and Erica up to explain exactly why you dominated this game. Whereas it was a little bit more of an attack on Deshaun, whereas Xander, they're like, did you do anything? Yeah. Did you yeah, literally have any right idea? There. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Xander's die was cast when they asked him about his social awareness and he just hit us with a... Yeah, he was like... <laughs> yeah. I was... Straight pause. That was game over for Xander if it wasn't already. And it didn't really seem like Deshaun had much of a chance. So the questions they were asking Erica was kind of like, explain to us actually how you did this. Because what you did is super impressive. And that's why, to me, she is such a deserving winner. She did play an under-the-radar game, but she also helped champion, like, the three biggest vote-outs in the game, right? Like, that's right. the cool thing. Like, being a huge part of the Shan vote-out, getting rid of Ricard when it finally became time to do so, and getting everybody to switch into the 3-2-1 when they were going to go for Danny. So, I was super impressed with the way she really took over. She said, I'm going to start playing like a lion, and then she actually did. Yeah. Uh, just a... Uh, Still was able to keep it under the radar. Super impressive. Yeah. Did you... When Ricard goes home, uh, Jason, did you at that point go, well, this is Erica's win? Like, like, did the rest of the... Like, was the episode... Did it fall flat after Ricard went uh, home to you? No. I mean... No? It, it is a little bit of a tonal shift because, you know, to be honest with you, at that point, if I had to rank it, I'd probably say... And again, based on edit, because this is the information we have, I'd probably say something like, I don't know, Deshaun and Xander as the top level vote getters, followed by Erica in terms of their potential to win the game. Um, I certainly have always thought, especially the last five, six weeks, everybody minus Heather has a path. 
But yeah. I definitely thought that uh, Erica's was the longest path. So it was, it did feel like, you know, it's like a little bit like Game of Thrones when they killed Tywin Lannister and this big character villain is gone. And now there's this like vacuum of like of drama. Um, but it, but it was still, I think, you know, learning about learning about Erica. We, we did a lot of learning about Erica in that final uh, part of the episode. And that was really mm-hmm. interesting. Did you think she killed it there, uh, JD, at the tri- final Tribal Council? Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, I would give her an A+, plus, Trey. An wow. A+. Plus. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I'm being a homer. But it's so hard. It's always like, I'm always like, Ugh, don't talk, or don't say this. You know what I mean? Like, there's so yeah. many cringe opportunities there. Uh, and with Erica, I felt none of that. It was just like, you just, you say, you you tell it the way it is. And she does, and it's great. And it was also sort of illuminating because, as J- Jason says, it was just like, we learned a lot. But, you know, I'm just, again, bummed that I had to wait till the final fi- tribal council to, to right. see what was going on. It reminds me back in 2019, our last year at NBA TV, when our beloved Raptors go on to win the championship. <laughs> but going into that playoffs, I remember all the people around NBA TV here in Atlanta were like, Raptors, the rap for real, like the Raptors. It's like you have you haven't watched any Raptors games this year, and that's how it felt. We didn't get to see any of Erica's games going into the playoffs, right? So uh, that's my analogy, my basketball analogy. That's not bad. Oh, I don't mind Erica as a Kawhi Leonard like comparison here. Uh, oh, maybe the bounce, the bounce was the uh, the shillelagh of time. Maybe. Oh, oh that's good. Oh. <laughs> So. Where would you put? Because I think an underrated like cherry on top of Eric's ga- Erica's game was uh, was taking Heather to the dinner and really patching it up, right? Yeah. Like just sealing yeah. that deal and patching it up with her. That was important. Um, where would you in the in this uh, continuing uh, Toronto Raptors <laughs> metaphor, JD? Yeah. Where does that fall? What play was that? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Name some plays, guys. I, I only remember the bounce. I only remember the bounce. Name some plays. <laughs> well, there Jason, we big... were getting fired that year. We were very yeah. distracted. <laughs> uh, there's the big play against the in, in the uh, we had in the, no idol in the Bucks series where Kawhi throws down a huge left-handed jam in transition. Mm. I think off a Lowry pass. That's late as they're setting up to the finals. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, no, people are saying people are saying it's the birth of Fred Van Vliet Jr. Uh, okay. Inspired Van Vliet. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Well, let's talk about you know the other uh, the, the the finalists there. Okay, Danny ends up voting for Deshaun. He's the only other vote that goes to uh, somebody besides Erica. Xander gets zero. Let's break down the Xander fire making decision. Uh, that was really, I mean, pretty instrumental maybe in this uh, the outcome of this game. What could he have done differently? Um, you know, Heather, to give her credit, at one point in this episode says, quote, Erica can beat you. Yeah. Heather says it. Uh, to be, to uh, to be fair to her and... and you know, honestly, we've all been ignoring everything Heather's been saying all season, and maybe that's on us, honestly. Yeah, I mean, she called it, and she told them, but this was amazing, because he didn't think so. He Xander, like, he just had the wrong read on this, yeah. of what he thought the jury thought of Erica up until that point, and what she could maybe do or not do in a final tribal council to explain her game. 
And his reasoning for taking Erica to the end and putting Deshaun and Heather in the fire-making challenge, Trey, was he didn't want Erica to have like a moment there. You know, win that fire. Now she's in there. Oh, look at this, you know, this little underdog, plucky underdog story. And maybe that helps her. Um, Of course, he probably regrets it now. I think Mm -hmm. is his best move, honestly, to maybe try and win the game to put himself in fire and beat Erica. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, yeah. that's the only, like that would have given his resume the boost that he was worried about Erica having, which like, I mean, I understood what he was saying and I actually kind of agree with him. Like it is a baller move to make fire to win yourself into the final three. That does look great on a resume, but he's also saying like, she can already beat me. So I'm going to make her extra beat me. No, I just want her to regular beat me. So that was kind of convoluted logic, I think. Yeah. But I also think it's an impossible scenario when you're Xander you go out there, you're like, I got to win this final four immunity. Yep. And then you win it. You're supposed to give it up right away to win again. That's that kind of sucks. Like, I mean, yeah. that is the smart move for him to do. Clearly, he should have done it because he probably would have smoked Erica in a fire making challenge. As we saw, it takes her a while to get her fire going. He was freaking out once he actually saw her get down to business. He's like, <laughs> what? That what? scene was hilarious. When he's talking to the camera. Stopping her like, did, you, on the- did you see that shit? She can't make fire at all. What the hell's going on here? That was yeah. so funny. Yeah. So maybe if he doesn't completely botch the read on the jury where he's thinking that she doesn't have a game to win at yeah. that point, maybe just putting her in fire making is enough, right? Like if it's Erica versus Deshaun, maybe he has a chance at Deshaun. He certainly has a chance if he beats Erica, but you don't want to give away final immunity unless you've been off the island for 25 days and they bring you back at the last second. Well, but this is, yeah, that's the, I mean, well, well, Jason, what do you think of just the fire making at the final four in general? Like, this is what people are saying. It's like, it's come to the point where you almost have to go in it, it feels like. It like you have to you have to give up your immunity win and fight with honor and make fire. It's like, that's sort of weird, isn't it? Well, it did turn out that he had to. But I will say, <laughs> right. and many are pointing this out in the chat, um, and, that, you know, just, I agree with Trey. It's kind of a tough position for Xander because his logic was pretty sound in that, like, Erica's threat, I don't want to give her this big win. On the other hand... The read was completely off. And to be fair to him, like our read, like my read was kind of off. Like, you know, if if Xander's read was anything like the edit I watched, then I, I kind of get it. Yeah. At the same time, man, we were talking uh, before the show started about how this was kind of like a woo situation, a million dollar mistake in a choice. The difference being woo went into it eyes open saying this guy played great. <laughs> he would probably beat me. He's definitely a threat to beat me, but this is the honorable thing because yeah, you got to yeah. honor the game and you got to let this guy go through. Whereas I want Xander, this guy to Xander, win a just, dollars. Xander just walked into it like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas walking into the room to get made without any, without any awareness of what the jury thought, and he got got. Yeah. This is probably right from Min Power. If you're not a clear winner, you got to make fire. If you're a Tony and Erica or Ricard, you don't need to win fire. But it's got to be, you got to be the blowout victor to not make fire and win at this point, which it's tough. You just throw that last challenge, maybe. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, it's difficult because- If you can make fire, you probably should. If you know how to make fire, you should never win the final four challenge. That's my new new theory. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing is Xander Xander is putting himself in the names you just listed. He is convinced that 
Oh, I've done some pretty baller moves yeah. out here. Holy crap, I had an idol for 20 days. Uh, I, like, was bluffing with it. Like, he, yeah, I mean, he's getting in his head. He's like, I've done enough. I, I think I'm likable enough that I've got this. So I won the final immunity. Like, I don't care who's sitting really there at the end. I mean, obviously, a, a grave mistake in the end. But, yeah, that's what, yeah, definitely a, similarities but differences to the whole woo taking Tony uh, to the end. Um, but, J.D., what do you think of... of fire making at the final four some people hate this some people yeah. say this is this is weird this is just a strange like they, people think it was added to the game to better have to keep like a big name around to give them a chance right. because it's like you get to the end and you're like well don't take ricard for example you know one pri- vote prior and then this allows someone to save their life that's like a big uh domineering personality what do you think right and uh that's exactly why i do like it i I'm always excited when the fire making challenge comes along. I always think this is impossible. The rope is too high, and you you know when you first see the the yes, flames, the you're sort of high. licking it. Yeah, it's just like how are they gonna do this? And uh, and it's frantic, and it's so much pressure, and it's just great TV to me. So I don't mind it, and I do like the sort of strategy that comes in. You know, Xander. We got to see the thought process. He was way off, but it was still... He considered putting himself in after he saw that Erica couldn't make fire, and that would have been kind of a baller move, but... uh, I don't know. I, I I I've I know people hate it, but I've never minded it. It's 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 better than what it used to be, which was basically final person just goes, mm, I choose you. You know, like it's just like Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been very entertaining television. Like last yeah. well, oh my look, God. that that challenge last night. Let's talk about that, Jason. Like that was really riveting television somehow just watching two people make a fire, but the I, back and forth affair there. I mean, previously to this, it was, you know, uh, Sarah v. Tony. And I'll never forget the, when that one turned around. And, you know, I, I'm thinking, oh, Sarah's got this. She had that look in her eyes. The flames, like, reflected in her yeah. eyes. And, <laughs> and that happened, like... Two times in this challenge where it was yeah. like, oh, oh my God, yeah. they're going to win. Deshaun is out of it. He's completely <laughs> smothered his fire. Deshaun is back. What the oh fuck? It was an unbelievable fucking horse race. And nothing, there is nothing like everybody in the world immediately becoming an expert on making a fire while you're watching someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah, smothered, yeah. It. Oh, sure. smothered it. You're not enough kindling and you're blowing <laughs> right, it too much. What you, it. Uh, you're done. You're out. You're gone. And it's, <laughs> it was it he just, did have like an entire forest on top of his fire the first time. The first time. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was but unbelievable know, TV. Unbelievable TV. Have, did they dip? Did they dip Heather's, Heather's rope? How did that not burn through? Come on, man. It was was flickering on the rope for like a minute of TV time. We did get a shot where it looked like that maybe Heather, the position she's sitting or something, like the wind was like maybe a little stronger there or something. Like her flame seemed to be almost in front of the rope. Totally. Whereas Deshaun, once he finally got his going, it was like, boom, this is a straight shot. It's right up there. That heat is building. (laughs) uh, And that obviously helped him win. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Heather, Heather was yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Deshaun was Devante. <laughs> wow. Man. Not bad. What a pull. Wow. Way to go, Doug. Bringing in the NBA. We made a lot of NBA crossover in this one. Yeah. I like it. Basketball. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was actually entertaining. I'm not sure still how I feel in a social game to have this fire making thing at the end. I, I get the reasoning and stuff like that, but yeah, three of the last four right have been yeah. like wildly entertaining yeah. uh, for what's really going on. It's like just great television and. And uh, my God, wasn't it? Uh, it was good again last night. That was the best. So it's probably the best one. I don't even know how that's ever going to be beat. The guy, like the guy's like, like he's going to win, possibly. Yeah, he's going to win, and then you're like, well, he it dies out another time, and then yeah. the other one comes back. Yeah, just keep going back and forth. Oh my God. Um, did Deshaun have any path to victory, or what? Like, because he sure seemed to think he didn't at all either. If I was doing a, you know, being the 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 body body doctor or language body doctor what the hell am I trying to say you know what I'm body saying language doctor. body language doctor body doctor body doctor he just I don't know he didn't seem like he was convinced he could win but maybe I'm missing something is that Jason was there anything he could do yeah I think in it again looking back it feels like obviously I think that he could have had a better speech I think you know and maybe just represented some of his decisions, particularly the way uh, Shan framed some of his outbursts as temper tantrums. I think there were, you know, he could have spun those a little bit mm-hmm. more effectively. But in retrospect, no, you know, it it was pretty clear. And a, you know, JD a body language MD can tell us, but it, it you know, it was <laughs> obvious even to me, a layman without this kind of medical training that JD has, that <laughs> the jury just respected her like you could see it in the way they asked her questions and the way they asked Xander and Deshaun questions that it was it was like whoa uh this is they really really respected Erica's gameplay um (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah same question Trey nothing really Deshaun could do I mean he wins fire and he's there but he did not have the greatest performance of trouble counts but I'm not really sure what he could have done to can to get enough votes I don't think there was a play I thought it was a stake in the heart of his chances when Ricard started listing off what happened when they got to the merge and how he had got close to everybody, but then basically said behind his back, behind all of their backs, like, I'm not really that close with this person. I'm going to vote him out so easily. And that kind of is something that I'd never really considered the brilliance of Erica's gameplay is that she said, yeah, I was close to a bunch of people. And then there were a bunch of people who I was out here on the island with who I wasn't all that close with. So when I voted him out, it's like... That's Survivor, dog. We're yeah. just good gameplay here rather yeah. than feeling that stab in the back that you would feel if you've actually bonded with somebody, which it seemed like Deshaun made a point to do to have a little bit of a relationship with somebody. But when that's the case and then you vote them out, suddenly you're voting out people you have relationships with. And as we saw, clearly they're still holding on to some resentment for getting voted out. Yeah, totally. that was that was a great response. Uh, you know, I don't have to be friends, pretend to be friends with all eight of you over there on the jury. I only need, <laughs> I only need four votes, you know, whatever to tie, but you know, hypothetically five to win there. Uh, that was a really cool approach to it, and you hadn't really heard. I can't remember anyone ever saying something like that actually at a, at yeah. a final tribal council. Um, yeah. Not so nicely. Yeah. Yeah, and it speaks to sort of Xander's uh, not being able to play socially because. Erica, the winner, was being criticized for not being social enough, and then Xander's the one that gets no votes at all. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So you don't have to make all the friends on Survivor, as it turns out. No, no, yeah. you need, need some enemies. Um, are you a fan of the open-ended, free-flowing, uh, you know, let's talk it out here, final tribal council where they, you know, what, what you used to do if you're new to the show, Jason gets a question, mm-hmm. Trey gets a question. 
JD gets a question. Everybody has a little time to shine and come up with their own cue. I'm sure they're going to have to run it by a producer and stuff like that. But now, over the last couple of seasons, we've had this, like, no, let's just let's just all talk it out. In fact, it got even looser, I would say, this season. We used to have, like, this, like, well, let's talk about outplaying. Yeah. Let's talk about outwitting. And so I was like, it never really made a whole lot of sense because they sort of all blend together yeah, always. Yeah, right. And this one, Jason's just like, yeah, let's, let's just talk. Uh, are you a fan of it or are you not? Because... Someone like Ricard, someone like Shan, they can really steer the direction of the conversation I, and obviously play favorites. I do like it, um, if only because it, I feel like it gives, it allows maybe the 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 less, um, you know, the less comfortable with public speaking people on the game space to just kind of like find their points and find mm -hmm. the things that they want to talk about. Whereas previously it felt like, you know, you're getting up there and, and like in a court of law and you've got to have it all nailed down. So I do, yeah. I, I obviously there are pros and cons, but I do like this format. I do like this format. It allows for a more free flowing conversation. JD, are you a fan of it? Or again, is it like, I mean, you know, the, the heavy hitters over there, they're dictating like how they're asking right. the questions, where they're asking it, basically, you know, telling other people on the jury, you're a dummy if you don't think this way. And like, I mean, yeah, they really can lead it. And we've seen this from other seasons before, too. It's true. And it's a good point. But I do like the free flowing, uh, the feeling of it anyways. Yeah. And I wonder how directed it is in terms of, you know, editing and do they pause and say, hey, we haven't heard from uh, uh, from Liana yet, who I'd feel like we barely heard from uh, in this. Um, so there that may happen. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a hundred times better than what it was before, which uh, yeah. it felt like kangaroo court at times. And, and Jason is exactly right where, you know, some people who would be uncomfortable, like they would they would actually, you know, go to break and it would be all this this very formal like, all right, we're going jury. We are going to break. You will get you give you a chance to get your thoughts together, you know, uh, gather your notes. And uh, one by one, you're going to stand up and cross examine the, the witnesses, right. you know, and then some people would just sort of shit the bed when they got up there. And some people would rant and rave. And sometimes people were drunk and uh, which was <laughs> fine, but also very cringe at times. Very, yeah. very, very cringe. Yeah. Like. I've said I've used the word cringe to describe this before, and over 40 seasons there have been some really I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but just in general, just going, uh, don't say that, don't don't talk, just you know what, just leave it alone, just leave it alone, you know. And as far as Deshaun goes, you know, if he had a path to winning, if nobody asked him any questions about any of the sensitive <laughs> stuff that he did, right? Because that's his personality, right? Like he was never going to answer eloquently to something like, hey, uh, you're a little sensitive at times. Oh, oh, I'm a little sensitive? Well, fuck you. How about that? You know, like that's, yeah. that's Deshaun's way of being just because he's, he's just, uh, he's very loose. He's, he's, he's just, he's just very uh, emotional guy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he took it on the chin last night though. Again, yeah. part of me thinks that he'd had, 
he knew he had no chance to win the game. He's like, eh, I'm just gonna sit here and take these shots, and you know, I'll grow as a person. That's fine. I got to. I made a little bit more money finishing third than I would, have, you know, fourth, fifth, or sixth, and surviving the do or die twit. Like, I mean, I, I really do believe that he he didn't have a lot of fight left in him at that point uh, last night, even after the nice breakfast they had there on day 26. But uh, yeah, Trey, Trey, do you like the uh, the, the free flowing conversation here of Tribal Council? Final Tribal Council. Definitely, I like it much better than the stand up comedy you take a turn I take a turn we'll find right. one really bitter jury member who asks a question like how could you possibly vote me out <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's always the biggest cringe <laughs> moment of the year to yeah. me yeah. alright uh, I'm gonna need you to go back 13 days and walk me exactly through how you settled on <laughs> voting me in particular out I hated that yeah. but like a lot of people in the live tribe are saying it would be nice if they could make an opening argument or a closing argument which we have seen in the past mm-hmm. right because they kind of did need that question from Danny to say, explain to me your general strategy in the game, which maybe that's a producer plant where they're like, we have to have somebody say, give us your breakdown of strategy. But we need to hear that, right? We need to hear kind of the general thesis of a player's game, how they wanted to play and how that actually played out on the island. They should have a chance to just explain themselves in that right, rather than having to respond to questions from the jury. Well, we have a ton still to break down from this episode, from the finale. I want to get your thoughts uh, when we take a, when we come back from the break, like on the Survivor reunion format that we had, which was was different. That's when we'll bust out the pizza and champagne, of course, uh, and we'll talk about any other episode or any other moments, I should say, from this finale and players you guys want to see come back and your thoughts on Survivor Forty Two and all that. And oh yeah, I'll take a victory lap talking about <laughs> the game within the game, the game within the, the game, game within the game. But we'll do all that. <laughs> After our first break, don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back with No Buffs here, our final episode of the season, breaking down the last episode of Survivor 41. Congratulations once again to Erica, the Canadian winning Survivor 41. You'd love to see it. Um, Be honest with me, guys. Did you scream a little when it turned out my theory was correct and the game within the game <laughs> was in the game? Because oh, that man. was a part of that uh, that little sort of uh, advantage chase, which ended up being pretty instrumental in this whole season. I mean, Erica getting like a 
quite the advantage. We can debate whether it was a little too much getting all those rungs and getting to the puzzle before Ricard and ultimately using that time to win. Yeah, what'd you do, Jason? You because I remember you laughed at me. You I didn't laugh. Batman. I laughed in the. I laughed at the brilliance of the insight. <laughs> Uh, it was an exclamation of joy and appreciation for what I had, what you had come up with. Uh, I was, I was delighted to learn that the game within the game was indeed in the game. In the game. That's right. Yeah, your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance. And uh, again, shout out, shout out to Ryan Barry who did all the computer hacking to break the break that code weeks ago. I mean, we knew that was going to be what it was. I will say, I mean, the, the whole, like, the, this advantage wasn't hanging in trees. Right. No. The trees didn't have to be dancing, if I'm being completely honest. Like, sorry. It wasn't uh, a clue, really. It was just a no. head start. You solve the puzzle, you get a head start, right? But there's no, yes. They couldn't even show us a... In the past, they've showed like mountain peaks or where the peaks yeah. come together. And we've seen that kind of thing before, but they couldn't even show us a shot of the dancing trees or whatever no. because they're all dancing. It's it, it's just a hidden idol. You can't, you can't look for it till you solve this puzzle that J.E. Skeets has been working on for the last 11 weeks. <laughs> Honestly, unbelievable, man. I yelled the game within the game is in the game. Yeah, then I yelled the answer, so I sounded smart to Laura. <laughs> and then I started thinking, you know, Skeets, you've really been struggling in the pick and payoff. I have. You've turned to the coin to help you predict these. Yep. Who cares, man? This is the greatest prediction is, of all time. I think it's totally worth it. You could miss every basketball pick for the rest of the season and still come out on top with this one. That's exactly how I feel, Trey. I can never lose again when it comes to predictions. Uh, yeah. I was extremely You're 100% happy. right always. Oh, my God. I was so happy. Uh, uh, but what do you think of the advantage, Jason? Like, uh, you, you know, we've seen this before. Advantages in this sort of final five thing, you, if, you, if you get it. and They all had a fair shot to get it. Um, they all had a fair know. shot to get it. Um, she she I, stumbles upon it. But was it too much, like, getting the those four, I guess, rungs on both ladders? I, I think it obviously played a role, and it was huge. Uh, when you saw how it all played out, I think it was pretty big. That said, puzzle-wise, she crushed it. And I think there's yeah. a world where... You know, she was uh, she was in it uh, potentially to win it even without the advantage. Um, but mm -hmm. I think it was a big one. It was a big one, and and it I'm not going to say it tipped the outcome, but it certainly affected it. Now, it, but again, she was she crushed it in the final puzzle. I I, have a, I take issue with Xander's. I'm going to do the puzzle standing up and then lay it down. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was yelling at my screen. Like, what are you? What's this a, what is that? <laughs> like I'm going vertical, Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to do it vertical, guys, and then I'm going to lay it. Down. Like why would I? I, I would. I was hoping we would get an explanation on that, but I understand that there wasn't time. But yeah, it was a pretty powerful advantage uh, that I think affected the outcome. But, but yeah. you know, I think you could argue didn't swing it. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Would it be legal for me to take one of my puzzle pieces and chuck it at Xander's like uh, <laughs> thing that he's built? He's building? <laughs> knock it over. Oh, sorry, slipped out of my hands. While I was doing my puzzle. Let me let me go get it. Um, yeah, JD, what do you think of what do you think of that challenge? Her winning, obviously pulling mm -hmm. it off, getting the advantage, and then if you want to also talk about the final four immunity challenge. Which is like was a, a little bit of a twist on one we've seen before. You gotta keep the right. keep the rope sort of tight as you make your way back. But this time they added this like sort of wobbling 
I don't mm-hmm. know, almost like a rocker type thing. Uh, shout out yeah. to John Rocker. Wasn't it? <laughs> John Rocker. It wasn't actually not shout out to John Rocker. Fuck that. Guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Uh, yeah. Anti shout out. Uh, well, first of all, I do think I, d- I didn't think it was too much of an advantage. It was an advantage that she won fair and square, and I've. Maybe because I have such a fear of puzzles, I think p- puzzles are the great equalizers. It, mm. It's very easy to get stuck in, and for somebody oh. to uh, to run up on on uh, on her and catch up and and beat her. And I think if anything, it, it seemed to put more pressure on her because she's she's like. If I don't win this and I've got yeah. this advantage, then uh, I I basically deserve to lose the game, and uh, so that added pressure that she was putting on herself. Uh, and, and fair enough, I mean that's it's a lot of pressure, and uh, I would crumple under that sort of pressure myself, <laughs> especially with a puzzle. I would just be like, mm, I'm not, I can't do it. I just Jeff, I'm out, I'm out. You know, I, so. I've 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 never been on Survivor. I've never done these puzzles under those conditions. You're right, JD. But I will say, I think a small tip to anyone going out there and doing it: don't do the thing where you put all the pieces yeah. mm. onto your board because mm. uh, then you have no room to operate. You're looking at too many things. Like I think there's a little bit more of a strategy to like putting it beside you, keeping it on that other table, maybe along the side. Right, Trey? Like. Don't dump them all out there because then it's just overload, I think. And you have nowhere to put them is the problem. Exactly right. You need space to build and you got to be able to spread them out and see what you're looking yeah. at. So space them out a little. And another tip that I would give to Xander is you don't need to build your puzzle twice. So don't go <laughs> yep. up and then down as well. <laughs> yep. That being said, this is one of the easiest puzzles out there. This is just a puzzle. It's not like yeah. a space yeah. thing, right, where you're trying yep. to figure out how to fit three balls together. You're making a puzzle. That's one of the easier ones. They need to bring back the very first final uh, immunity challenge where all you do is put your hand on something and hold it for as long as you possibly can. That's awesome. Why don't they bring that one back? That's better to me than the... Yeah. (laughs) So? Where are they going? Jeff is still there. (laughs) Where are they going? (laughs) (laughs) They literally aren't leaving. They're like, bring in another crew. You like, like, though, in a final five, final four, whatever, like down the stretch, you like a... um, a challenge that it is like who wants it the most right it's like you dig deep yeah, yeah it's like, like when like when the radio station is giving away a free car that kind of yeah. challenge <laughs> yeah on a hard body yeah, yeah or like yeah they, I, uh yeah you like is it like there's like some youtube channel that always pops up that wants me to watch uh called like mr beast or something where they do things <laughs> like this i just saw one jason uh jason where they they had 50 random people out they had to put their hand on a lamborghini and the last person there wins the Lamborghini and like they're trying to distract them and get them off the car like it's basically survival they're yeah. like anybody want pizza put your hand up and so, yeah, yeah. oh damn your hands <laughs> off and stuff like that <laughs> anyway uh, I'm with you I, I love those ones where they have to like go f- just dig deep who wants it more yeah um, I don't get me wrong I love them too I just like I think that the reason they went away is just because they're a fucking pain in the ass to shoot yeah and yeah you know, it's a, just a stupid, stupidly long day. But another aspect of those, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, it's 20 years since I've watched this, but uh, didn't Richard and Rudy strike a deal during that? It wasn't Richard. There was yeah. a deal. There's there's negotiations that happened was what I mean. Like uh, that, that was Tom and Ian when they were on the thing. Yeah, eventually right. Ian basically was like, will you forgive me in life if I let you go to the yeah. final tribal council and win a million dollars? Yeah, yeah, sure. Give me a million bucks and I'll forgive you for voting against me at one point. Yeah, right. Rudy got eliminated on a transition. 
right? Like you had to keep, like you had to stand on this little thing. Uh, you had yeah. to keep your hand yeah. on the idol, but you had to keep it on there even when you went to the next pedestal. And he took his hand off when they were switching pedestals. Oh, Jeff God. was like, ah, 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 ah. I don't think so. You're not, you're not winning the Lamborghini. <laughs> and the entire crew was like, finally, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that just has to be why they've gone away yeah. from these because it, they're there to work. Who cares? Who cares? That's the I mean, point. But like, that is the point. This, one, this season may be the worst challenge season of all time. They were terrible at challenges. The ones Ooh. that were supposed to last hours lasted minutes. Yeah. Maybe it's because they were hungry, but it this was. was not a challenge beast season at all. No, no. It is the final, though. Like, you have to take into account the real possibility, you know, a la Christian on the on the crucifixion one, that yeah, someone yeah. is like, this is it. I've been preparing my whole life for this. I'm not coming off of this unless I die. Like, right. and then you're there for, like, 20 hours. Like, it could happen. Right. Yeah. I, I, and then it... I'm with Trey. Like, ultimately, why would I care as just a viewer? I yeah. want to see yeah, all yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. But they they do have, obviously, a production schedule that they are trying to stick to. And they're like, well, that's just out the window because now we're here for 24 hours. So, I mean, I'm sure there's complications with that. Uh, you know, because something's delayed and then the next thing's delayed and now flights are being changed. It would just be a logistical nightmare. So I think they're trying to avoid it at all costs. But and expensive. I love it. I love and it. expensive, right? Oh, like, I think they got the money. Well, yes, but you know. Oh, bringing that up, I saw going around on Twitter here. Uh, I believe it was started by Tyson Apostle, of course, uh, a millionaire in himself, a sole survivor oh, yeah. in himself. Um, wondering about uh, the 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 tax, the taxes that Erica may or may not have to pay being a Canadian on these mm. winnings. And she even had oh. a funny line like, "This is uh, you know more money uh, in Canadian dollars. Uh, what is it like one point two million? One point like two eight million. Okay. Dollars. Pretty good. And then, so there is some confusion on her having to pay taxes, uh, which I actually think you do, but then you can cons- you can sort of get them back with some paperwork. <laughs> so anyway, the point is she might be the most winningest one-time survivor <laughs> winner of all time in terms of just pure dollars. I don't know about that. I think she's paying Canadian taxes. Justin's going to get his money. Mm, Justin Trudeau? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you said like you know him. I mean, yeah, all yeah, Canadians know. Know my friend other, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gonna get. It. Okay. Anyway, um, who knows if she actually how much uh, she has to pay on that? But uh, it is nice to see a Canadian win. What do you guys think of this uh, new reunion format, Jason? Were you a fan of like it, it ends? Here we go. We're going to get some pizza and champagne. My God, did Jeff really want that pizza and he champagne? Wanted, he pandemic. wanted to talk about it. He could not wait to talk about it. I I prefer the studio audience. It's such a blast and and it's such a it's such a uh, a lift getting to watch someone win in front of their family, in front of their friends and having all those family and friends there, you know, finding out who Sia's favorite was. All of that is yeah. is mm-hmm. so much fun. And this is obviously like COVID-driven uh, decision. Um, and so in that sense, it was fine. I, yeah. I loved their surprise when when Jeff revealed like, hey, we're going to do this right now. That, that was yeah. really, really cool. But I, I'm hopeful that they will go back to the, uh, the live studio audience because that is so fun. Yeah, I, I'm assuming we won't see it for season 42 of Survivor because right. you think they're yeah. going to do the exact same thing here, just being uh, still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, yeah, I was torn on it too, Trey. Like, on one hand, the, the the reunion show that is live 
it's at times fun because it's live and feels like a shit show. And other times you're like, oh, this is boring. Like, yeah. could somebody shut this person up? Like, uh, yeah. or like, this is like, why is Propes talking to an eight-year-old in the crowd? Like, there's a bunch of that. <laughs> so it's like, this was edited. So it was sort of nice. It was like, oh, it's packaged a little better. And maybe this is more important. But it did have, it's like also felt flat because there's, they just stopped playing the game. They haven't even seen the show. They don't even know what their edit is. <laughs> And so we lose that part of it. So I don't know which one. I don't. I didn't know how I felt about. It. I was like, eh, okay, I guess they had to do it. There are parts of it that I like and parts that I don't. I definitely miss um, seeing the castaways return to television after they've been gone for months, and you're like, yeah. whoa, this like? yeah, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. like, ooh, they shaved. Oh, they decided a beard is the move for them from here on out. <laughs> I miss that. I miss seeing them. Um, reunited with their families to celebrate the winners like that's a that's a part that was missing for Erica last night for yeah. sure like I kind of thought that's what was going to happen at the end yeah me when, too uh, when all of the the workers came out I don't know why I just thought Jeff was going to be like and guess what we got your family here for some Whoa, hugs yeah. obviously it doesn't make sense like no. protocols wise but yeah. that's what I was thinking was going to happen at first I also do miss seeing the people from pre-merge. Like, I would have loved to get a JD story. I would have loved to get a B. Walton story. Yep. Sydney would have probably gotten a funny line in. But yep. on the other hand, when there's like 20 people up there, yeah, and you're trying to get it into a show that's like the last 45 minutes of yeah. an episode, so it's really like, you know, 37 minutes. You basically don't have time to talk to everybody, but Jeff still tries to talk to everybody, so I don't know. I like the immediacy of it, and... Uh, I like that part of it, and I like getting to talk to the people who really mattered for the game once it came down to it. But there's some other stuff that you definitely get when they do it live. And I gotta say that, like, you can tell that the players don't really realize that they're into the post show, because I feel right. like that's why Jeff had to keep offering all of these treats. He's yeah. like, You're allowed to eat now. Yeah. yeah Anybody yeah. wanna eat? Somebody please get some pizza out here so I can have some pizza. My man was obsessed. Yeah, he, oh my God. He was telling us who made the pizza. Shout out to Stu. He's asking if he can get a slice. He really wanted to know if you wanted another slice. I'll I mean, holy crap. I'll tell you what I missed from uh, from the uh, live in the, in the studio uh, after show is one of my favorite uh, finale traditions is Jeff going with the scroll paper to a child in the audience and saying, hey, who'd you think won? Here's a, here's a young fan. Here's a young Survivor fan. Yep. Who'd you think won? Here, here you go. Here's an, actual, uh, here's an actual voting parchment. Why don't you vote? Here's a pen. And then no clipboard. He was always like right on my back. Put yeah, that yeah, on, yeah. like, can we give Jeff <laughs> right a fucking clipboard? Back. What, this is a multi-million dollar show. <laughs> right Every single finale, Jeff is going out there and, ha and is having, like, an 11-year-old kid scratch out a name on his back. <laughs> I love that. I, I love, love it. That. Hey, hey, are you, and if any of the young fans out there, you want to, you want to play Survivor just like Xander did? Hey, get at us, get at us, get <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, JD, what'd you think of this? Uh, I mean, again, they're for sort of forced to do it this way. Were, right? Did you like it? Were you entertained? Still, did it just feel like 
final tribal council extended and Erica had won and they were just talking about their experiences. I mean, we had Nasir talking about his experience, mm-hmm. Evie, Ricard, Danny, of course, really opening up to everyone, sharing the story about um, what he learned out there mm-hmm. about himself and letting go of the uh, pain he had with his father passing in the car accident. Like, what what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I agree with everything that you guys just said. I-, I enjoyed it. I thought it was something that I think I might want them to keep actually because there is a I don't know a rawness and it's still fresh you know I don't mm-hmm. think that uh well, I don't know but when when Danny was talking about his dad and the his demons and stuff I feel like that was way more raw than it would have been 10 months later and we may not have even have gotten that and yeah. uh you know, um, but I, Trey mentioned the pre-merge people. I mean, I I like seeing uh, the. I, I would have liked to see Abraham. You know, and I and I do like see, seeing the cast. Uh, you know, shined up a little bit. I, I was looking forward to seeing Sydney in heels. I'm not gonna lie, and they're, you know, and uh, but at the at the same time, I, I kind of liked the casualness of it. Like bring in the champagne. I I, I heard uh, Rob uh, uh, complain about. Uh, Seeing them eat, I mean, Rob, <laughs> what, all we do on this show is watch them eat. Like they, they're nonstop eating on this show about starvation. Like they're always stuffing gross shit in there, but like coconut from a clamshell or a, yeah. a, a rice in a clamshell or stuffing them their faces and stuff. And it's just like it was kind of nice to see them just have a little pizza party and enjoy themselves, you know? And, uh, Oh, do you want some pizza? JD, we can bring some pizza in here for you. Come on in. Come on, Stu. Uh, it was and, weird that he kept saying, can we get more pizza in yeah. here? He didn't need, why don't you just bring a shitload of pizza and just put it down in front of them and let them get it. Yeah, totally. You have to ask. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, and Jason doing his, his impersonation of Jeff at the live show, it kind of made me realize I kind of hate the Jeff live show energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a I bit much like, I'm not saying he's bad at it. It's just, it's just like he goes, he's back into rock and roll Jeopardy mode or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. the, or which I enjoyed, but uh, it's just, it doesn't feel the same. And maybe that's what I kind of like about it as well. So anyways, all this to say, I liked the rawness. I liked the immediateness of it. I liked seeing Ricard shell-shocked that he didn't win mm-hmm. and Deshaun sort of sulking about, you know, uh, maybe I'm not as, you know, he was pumping himself up as this massive social player and he just basically shat the bed for uh, 29 days and then him just just dealing with it. And then Xander as well going, ha, huh, I guess I have to work on myself a little bit. <laughs> and and that, that stuff is way different. We, we probably would have got the same thing, you know, 10 months later, but it would have been different. It would have been just like, yeah, yeah I learned some stuff about myself and, uh, yeah. you know, And the other thing is that they haven't had a chance to see the edit back. And I thought it was interesting when Evie was like, hey, I apologize for all the shitty things I'm going to say about your ages, you know, or whatever. Like, if you see me in a confessional badmouth you, I apologize now for it, which is, you know, and that's a totally different vibe when everybody's seen seen it. Right. And uh, Mm -hmm. so anyway. I thought it was good. I hope it, I know I obviously it's staying for next season and I don't know, maybe there's a, they split the difference somehow. Uh, I wouldn't mind still seeing a reunion show maybe after both of these yeah, seasons that would be and good. they all come back or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of like a, a bachelor style. Hey, uh, behind the scenes or whatever, like uh, what, what really happened during this, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think there were pros one thing. And cons one to thing this. I also another another Jeffism from the finales that I miss is Jeff flipping out because a male contestant got cleaned up and looks good. Oh I'll never. I, I will never forget him saying, "Joe, look at Studley." <laughs> <laughs> he would have. He would have been doing that with Xander. For oh, sure. forget it. Xander, oh, looking like a stud out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, how many people are coming up to you in the grocery store yeah, and just wanting your autograph? Has your life changed? Your dating life, right like on the Has street? your dating life picked up, Xander? Xander, looking yeah. great today. Yeah. Oh, we would have definitely had Jeff Probst asking Liana or Xander or both of them about their oh yeah th- the love yeah. the little yeah. romance yeah. or was Some there any love. spark there? He would have asked that for sure, and you know we were we were spared that here in this sort of type of reunion. Um, <laughs> any other moments from the actual finale, like the whole three hours uh, that we watched last night, worth discussing that stuck out to you, Trey? Like a a scene or a moment or something that again we haven't brought up yet. I had a kid wake up for the first half of this episode, probably right at eight o'clock. Isla walked downstairs and she's like, is that Survivor that's on? I didn't even look at it yet, but I know Survivor's on on Wednesdays. Is that Survivor? I was like, ooh, you got us. Sit on the couch and watch, which was great because uh, there was a talking head moment for Xander where he was talking about being a rock star and he did something where he's like, one, two, one, two, three, four. Brought the house down around here. I thought he was a little bit of an underrated character uh, for the entirety of the season. A lot of funny lines. He had the great moment with Liana, the fake idol. I like how that played into the things eventually down at the jury when uh, when Liana's like, hey, Xander, one last question. Do you have an idol? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, I thought he was a pretty solid character, even though he was obviously goat mode once it came down to it. So that was my only other take from a Survivor 41 finale. Yeah, he uh, we got the the Xander backstory, Jason, in the finale episode. <laughs> Which maybe had people thinking, damn, is he going to win this game? Like, he saved his till the very end? Yeah. Yeah. It had me thinking that. Uh, The cross-country Xander, we found out that that that, that actually uh, is a thing that happened. Him uh, struggling with body image as a younger person, uh, I thought that was quite affecting. Um, it was nice. It was nice to learn about him. Generally speaking, I love those. I love – it was a little bit of – listen, I'm a a great British Bake Off fan – that yeah, is yeah. a great British Bake Off move, um, is is to give you almost no biographical information over the course of the season, and then at the very end, tell right. you about the people who were there uh, sitting in the final. Um, right. So I, I enjoyed that. Uh, one scene that I wanted to bring up here, because I'll admit, I thought he was going to do it, and that was when Xander was contemplating giving Ricard yeah, same. his... Um, immunity, his idol that he had found, of course, and could only play at that final five. And I was like, I don't know, JD. I thought he, if anyone was going to do it, I thought he might do it. He, he, he obviously didn't have a great read on what people were thinking of him and others in the game, and he thought that would be a huge move. And like, you know, maybe keeping Ricard around somehow looks cool to him in the eyes right. of the jury. Like they would have just destroyed him if he had done that. Oh, 100%. and Ricard would have won easily. So thank God he didn't. But they got me. I mean, they had that moment. I also was like, when Ricard started talking about the the birth of a second child, I was yeah. like, oh, was he lying? I thought we, I thought we got a quick. Like, wow, this is back. Remember we used to call him Evil Ricard early in the season? And then he turned into, like, one of the most dominant players of all time. I was like, oh, my God. He's like, 
this guy's just come up with this story. He's going to sort of tug at the emotional heartstrings of Xander, but it was real. So, I mean, I was Googling right away. I want to make it clear. Like, does he have a second child? Because I was like, oh, really? Oh, this is... Yeah, I just thought, like, wow, this is... I... And I love that shit. I love the diabolical lie to, like, get ahead in the oh, game. Oh, totally. But, yeah, I, feel but uh, I feel like we knew about the second child. Did we? I, yeah, uh, I early on, yeah. I think. I just can't remember if it was on the show or if it was just pre-show interviews or whatever. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I definitely knew he had two kids going in, so I can't remember if it was revealed. But uh, it was kind of a touching moment between him and Xander sure. when uh, he was like, my kid's coming. You know, um, and, it, you know, it's very emotional out there. And I've been, uh, I, I'm always like, I'm such an asshole because I'm always like, you know, like you're not actually not needed, you know, uh, as a father, you're not really, it's for you, right? It's your, it's your thing. It's, it's nice to be yeah. there for sure. And I'm sp speaking as a person who was at the birth of both of my children, but it is, but it's like. The, they didn't care I was there. It wouldn't have made a difference to them, <laughs> right? It matters that their mother is there. Uh, and it was definitely nice, but, uh, you know, there's plenty of, of moments. I would, what all this to say, if I would miss the birth of my, a third, a potential third child <laughs> to go on Survivor. Oh, wow. I, okay. I oh, would yeah. miss yeah. the birth of my third child to go see Spider-Man on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I a bad guy? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a bad. Well, you're guy. the perfect player to play. Like, hey, you got this. Like, you, you got, yeah. the, you had the other two. You got it. You got it. You, I'll, you know what? Either. I'll meet him. I'll meet yeah, him later. I know. You know, plenty of time. <laughs> you know what? That kid's gonna like more the million dollars that I'm gonna go win. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Than me being hey, there. kid, you never have to work. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was busy the day we were born. He said he made it back though. He made it back like two weeks in time. Oh, uh, there oh, we go. Perfect. Yeah, okay. so no harm done. I flew across country to watch game seven of the 2016 finals when Laura was due with Ada. Right. Made it back in time. Take a risk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kid, roll the, roll the bones on roll, it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I think this is like, I really did enjoy the final episode, but a part of me, as soon as Ricard, okay, as soon as Xander wasn't going to make that boneheaded move and give him the necklace and he was voted out, it was so obvious that Erica was winning at that point to me that I was like, well, okay, we know this and let's just watch this final hour. I just never really thought Xander or Deshaun at that point. It felt like it was either going to be Ricard, if he's still there and they're foolish enough to keep him around, or he somehow wins his way through, or Erica. So that's why like that that second hour, it lost a little bit of steam. And then like you guys were saying with the the format of like the celebration of her winning, that felt super flat. It was like, congrats, Erica, you won. Seven votes. Yeah. And it was like... You know, like, I, like just—I mean, what were they gonna do? They yeah. might fire, fire some confetti cannons or some, <laughs> something. I, it was just so like, eh, all right. Uh, the moment Felt I really her. liked was from uh, Ricard's boot uh, when he gave the, you know that speech about just how surprised uh, he is by his own gameplay, uh, how. Uh, proud he is to learn that he's actually good at the game and he was good at it and yeah. Jeff had that a, a really cool exchange where Jeff was like you know maybe maybe this isn't about the million for you maybe this is about this moment right here where you've learned something about yourself and then he goes on to admit uh, which everybody knows but it was cool to hear Jeff say it uh, Jeff then said uh, you know some of the greatest players ever in Survivor have never won um, right. which I thought was just a cool thing to acknowledge because yep. there have been so many 
really, really, really great players. Sari obviously comes top of mind, who mm-hmm. are just some of the greatest players in history. And because of luck and because of just the way things shook out, just never get a chance to win. Oh, for sure. Well, that actually gets us to us next question here. Uh, which of these players that were on season 41 here would you like to see back? And and I think there are a lot of them, so I'm only going to ask you to give five. So you got to make some cuts here. Uh, JD, why don't you go first? Hmm. Five people from Survivor 41 that you either would like to see back or you think are basically a guaranteed to come back. Because I think Ricard is one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. So it's Ricard for sure. I'd okay. like to see Erica come back, even though she won, because I felt like I didn't really see her play <laughs> in a way. You know, uh, we did see her in later the later stages of the game, but uh, I'd like to see more of Erica. I would like okay. to see JD come back because he pre merge, okay? Yeah, just because um, he came in so hot and so enthusiastic, mm. and I feel like we we would see some redemption there. You know, like Spencer uh, vibes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Sydney, I think I'd like to see again. Yeah. Um, just because uh, very, very great television, awesome villain, which villains we were sort of lacking this season, I think. Yep. Um, uh, but uh, I was very sad to see her go, and I would like to see her again. And I'd like to see Danny play again. Um, I just thought uh, I would like to see him just sort of, again, come in. I thought he played a quiet game one of the most likable players I've ever seen yeah. on Survivor. And yeah. I just would maybe just change up his game a bit, you know, like be a little more aggressive or uh, because I think he could be a, a real beast. And I, I got, I, he really kind of moved me that both times he told his story about his, his dad and just, uh, I guess I, I knew he was sort of serious about it, but I didn't realize that he came to that sort of catharsis on the island right then yeah. right then and there like it was actually happening in real time i guess that didn't didn't read at first i thought it was just something that he had the way he talked about it was just like after years and years of therapy almost you know it's like i've come to terms with this but it actually seemed to happen right there oh, yeah. so uh yeah, i just want to see more of danny i just love that guy Okay, You're missing some big names there. For being well, honest, you, uh, you made me uh, only pick four. Well, I know, but like no Shan, no Nasir. Like I mean, these people are going to be yeah. Nasir, right Nasir was a, they are. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I got to yeah. leave the others for the other guys. Okay, okay. Well, Trey, <laughs> Trey, let's hear your five. Right, it's your five. You're right. TK, where you go? You can tell it's a great cast because I could go with a completely yeah. different five. Yeah. Shan to me is a lock to come yeah. back. Shan. Probably actually is the villain this season, even though she got the triumphant boot, just like Ricard did. I thought it was hilarious in the finale how many times Ricard mentioned that he was a great player. <laughs> like, multiple that, times. I'll get you back on the season. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, I came out here and I was really struggling. But as it turns out, <laughs> I am so good at Survivor. Yeah. Did yeah. anybody notice this? Yeah, we did. Uh, Nasir, I think, is a, a fan favorite who could come back. Yeah. Evie, I would love to see back. And my dark horse for somebody who needs to come back ASAP, Tiffany. Tiffany yeah. is mm, wow. hilarious. Yes. Wow. I had a great moment with uh, Xander walking through the forest where she already knows where the advantage is, but he's pretending to look around and she's all like just making faces to the camera. Basically, every uh, pre or post finale um, interview was like, Tiffany is the funniest person yes. that I have ever talked to. Right. She just got yeah. got pretty early on in the post-merge game here. 
Okay, and Jason, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people I, I, that we can I, have back from this. Who are your five? Yeah, I, I'm going to um, echo Trey here. Tiffany, her Ponderosa, if you haven't seen it, is so, so funny. Uh, <laughs> she's just like a real, real character, and, it, and you know, just devouring all her uh, post-boot content has made me wish that there was more of her on the screen. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see her back. Nasir, obviously, was just like a... a wonderful human being, incredible mm-hmm. competitor, you know, like uh, just a real, real threat from every angle and was just like fun every time he came on the screen. Shan, I think is a lock. Shan weirdly is going to be one of those, like if they bring her back, you vote her out day one, right? Oh, yeah. For, yeah. First tribal, if you have the chance, you get her out of here. Um, so that is going to be interesting to see if they do bring her back. Gosh, there's, there are so many, I would love to see Evie again. I'd I'd love to see what Evie could do. How many is that now? I'm at three or four. Um, (laughs) Danny also, again, like one of the best human beings I think we've ever seen. Like, you know, I, I keep thinking about him, the way he supported Heather when she, uh, gassed out on the challenge. That was like one of the most generous and human moments uh, heartwarming uh, moments that we've seen on Survivor. That was really cool. Uh, you know, and like B. Walton, man, that guy had a frenetic energy that was just <laughs> fucking Walton. crazy, man. I, I, you know, he was just an, a maniac. Like, you know, uh, six foot seven Tony out there just running around. I, I, I think he could be a lot of fun. All of which is to say, this is like again a really fun cast, really cool cast, Total. great characters. I, there's so many candidates to come back. Well, let's look ahead here to Survivor 42. We got our first look at it. You know, they play us that little what is it, 90 second, two minute clip. You just you're just seeing a bunch of new faces. Uh, not much else revealed, I guess. We're being honest, uh, JD. Um, any any reaction to it? I mean, I. I just always get so excited. I remember you slow and I was like, especially uh, back in the day, like when you would see like, oh, the next season of Survivor, especially if it was like a, a returning player one yeah, or whatever. But, yeah. you know, this one is just like, okay, new castaways. Great. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. But it may be maybe more of the same and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. We'll find out. But what'd you think? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I guess maybe because it was a very long day yesterday, three hours, hours of Survivor. And I think that I miss... I miss the theme. This is the first one where they're uh, where we're back, and it's just like I hate to be that guy, but it's just like there's no hook for me, right? And so it's just yeah. like I was. If anything, what I wrote down on my notes was, "Oh, this is tedious." Because it's, <laughs> I feel like it's exactly what we just watched. Yeah, even yeah. right down to the. Oh, I have to say a stupid phrase, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but, but whatever. Potatoes whatever. have skin. I have skin, <laughs> so am I a potato? <laughs> oh, Is that one of them? That potato and beef stew? Yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, it's always, yeah, The there's no hook for me, but I'm obviously I'm going to watch it, yeah. you know, of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, but I, I must admit that maybe it was just fatigue. It's just, I think it's just fatigue and just like, uh, I think that even Jeff was feeling as like, oh, we got Ghost Island. This is going to be awesome because we're going to bring back the ghosts or even Island of the Idols, which was a goddamn disaster, really. But it was just like, <laughs> yeah. 
something different to look at. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, oh, yeah. there's big stupid statues in the. And oh, <laughs> oh, by the way, every time they pitch to a new, a new like uh, theme, I'm always like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. Blood versus water. That's the most cheesy thing I've ever heard. And I fucking love blood versus water. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I guess. I guess I'm already one in, and I'm already missing the subtitles. So, uh, mm. but yeah, I'm excited. Of course, I'm excited. Okay. For okay. Well, he- okay. Here's a question then, Jason. You get us yeah. started. From if if it's going to be similar, season forty two okay. to season forty one, what is one twist you would like to see them keep in this next coming season, and maybe one that you're like, get rid of that. It did not, or or even not get rid of it, but definitely tweak it. So. You can go either or here. One, you're like, yeah, keep that. That was okay. Like, do you do you like the cr- the funny lines to unlock the idol? Like, I do want- like the funny lines. I think okay. it was a. Li- I think they need to. Uh, whether it's, you know, somehow uh, making it so that less people have to find it, or making them easier to find, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of lowering the barrier to get to that. I do kind of. I do like it. Um, okay. I understand why they are doing it back to back because this cast wouldn't have gotten the chance to see it play out. Yep. So they are also taken completely by surprise by it. Right. Obviously uh, new players coming in after this are going to be aware of this kind of twist. So I think it's cool that they're doing it again. Hopefully they've tweaked mm-hmm. it a little bit. I kind of, you know, the shot in the dark is something I like in theory, but it's just, it never came into play in a way no. that yeah. felt cool. Um, and, you know, shillelagh of time, if there was just a way to make it less bullshit, I would like to not see that again. I think the okay. shillelagh of time, <laughs> okay. I, think I would like to not see Get rid of the hourglass. Yeah, get rid okay. of the hourglass. Uh, and, and, you know, generally make the advantages, make the twist just like a little more easier to grasp, I think would be my one Fair. note. And like JD, I just got to say, I do. I also love the themes. And to build on that, I think they need to bring back the the song that directly reference the theme. We need like that wi- winners at wall. We need like whatever, whatever season 42 with like, there's a maze in the logo, you know, yeah. like lost yeah. in the maze. We need some yeah, kind of theme song that, <laughs> that plays into the theme of the season because I love it. It's so song. cheesy and I just love it. I, I think that's right. Like you're right. If you've seen the image for survivor 42, yeah, there's a maze, there's a key, there's a lock. Like, what you're saying, J.D., is you don't even need, like, hey, it's bronze versus beauty versus, like, wait, it's white collar versus blue. Right. Just, just put, like, a little tagline on yeah. it. Like, uh, right. you know, unlock, uh, Survivor 42, uh, unlock your mind. Or something, right. like, whatever <laughs> stupid thing you want. Unlock just your mind! What? <laughs> <laughs> something, something insane like that. I'm with you. I miss that stuff, too. Uh, but, but, TK, uh, just that final question that I asked Jason there, is there something that you would like to see them keep moving forward that we saw in 41 um, or, you know, the opposite of that, get get it out of here. I would keep the urn making the merge part. When they all got together, they split into tribes, but you had to win to ensure you were in the merge. The other half eventually went to tribal council. Somebody was voted out there. That is when the shillelagh of time came into play. I'm not really a fan of the shillelagh of time, but I did like separating this merged tribe into two groups and then putting one of those groups into a decision right away, trying to figure it out. We're split up here. You can't totally partner up with all of your people who you were with before. I thought that was cool. 
I would lose Shipwheel Island and any sort of excursion you have to go on to find some sort of an advantage just because it takes up so much time. Like, yeah. we spent so much yeah. time the first five yeah. or six episodes talking about these extra journeys that uh, the players went on. That could have been used to show us what Erica was doing while she was out there. I would have much rather have seen that than things that ultimately didn't really make a difference to the game. Yep. Uh, Kevin in our live tribal here, part of the stream team, maybe instead of Survivor 42, unlock your mind, which I just came up with right on the spot there. It is horrible. <laughs> Kevin says, mind. I love Kevin it. says uh, Survivor 42, lost in the maze. Ooh. Yeah. It just sounds better. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Uh, also, Paul Wright saying, with the shot in the dark, maybe a twist to it. Either it needs to go to better odds, mm. so like a one in three chance, let's say, mm -hmm. you roll that baby and you're good to go and stay in the game, or also allow the player to vote. And so maybe it's still the longer odds, but you don't lose your vote. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Well, people will uh, play it a lot more often, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that is absolutely true. Other people uh, are I, saying, uh, just instead of rice, maybe you get corn. Corn in the maze, maze there. M-A-I-Z-E. <laughs> yeah. Lost in the maze. Yeah. Love it. Just yep. eating, eating popcorn for like three and a half weeks straight, because <laughs> that's the only way you can cook it out there. You're like, well... Another bowl of popcorn, Xander. I would like to defend the shillelagh of time just a oh, little wow. bit. I'd, I go. didn't love it. I, you know, the going back in time, you guys heard my pitch for the time travel. If you're going to do time travel, do it right. Actually travel through time. But I do like the idea. I think it can be tweaked. I like a Thanos snap where a player, one single player, has a chance to blow up the game in a very significant way, right? So okay. whether it's like, you know, we're merging now or we're not merging now, it's your decision, right? Ooh. Or something like that, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. Oh, wow. Or we're yeah. going to do a tribe swap if you, oh, like if you, if you, here's the shillelagh of time, you, if you hit the thing, you're, we're going to do a tribe swap or not, it's up to you. Like, But that one single person has a chance to really, really flip the game on its head. I, I think it can be tweaked and I think it can work. But I do agree that the way it was executed in this last season didn't really work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it'll be fascinating to see if they change it because the producers and the editors don't have our feedback right. to it, in theory, right? I mean, I don't know the exact sort of shooting schedule here, but my gut says they don't know that people hate it. No, I think that they're holding <laughs> yeah. it until they get specifically no buffs feedback. <laughs> oh, okay. They're, gonna, they're not going to make any kind of big decisions on the show until they hear from us to understand <laughs> no, what to they want to do. Well, they heard me call the game within the game is in the game early on. Yeah. They're like, these guys know. These guys, these guys it. got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my uh, question. We yeah. know that the uh, you got to say something silly at a challenge to get the idol activated. That's sticking around. They can't do it a third time, though, right? Like yeah, that's what I after was yeah. after next season. Yeah, the castaways are gonna know that like if somebody starts saying something crazy at the challenges, they're trying to get the idol. So they're gonna have to come up with something new, I would think, in yeah. that realm. And that was actually kind of cool. I mean, it was also insanity having these people say these nonsense lines at challenges but it was kind of fun and it was funny and i think that's worth bringing back but to me that like that's just going to run out of chances you can actually use it pretty quickly yeah yeah it's, and and as for oh, go ahead jd i was just going to say like it's 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 going to be interesting to see if there's a hangover from this because 
clearly they should get rid of it after next season because as we just discussed, everyone would know about it. But then in spite of that, do you think that people are anytime someone says anything remotely weird or strange at a challenge, they go, that guy has an idol. That he has an idol. He just said something fucking weird about being hungry and also <laughs> a potato. He, yeah. What was that thing he said about potatoes? He's got an idol, man. He's got an idol. That's gonna happen. I guarantee that. Like, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Is like seasons after forty two when uh, when players just say weird shit to throw people off. Yeah, that's what I was you gonna know, say. Just be like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you're. Uh, that's absolutely right, Jeff. And I've been thinking about how uh, <laughs> elephant tusks uh, feel good in your fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> what? Or, or did you, did you hear what that, I said? Okay, good. <laughs> next level of that, Jason, getting somebody else to say something weird. Yeah. So <laughs> then it puts the, the you know fingers are pointed at them. But why did like I don't even know how you would go about doing that? But it would be like me convincing Jason to say something about elephant tusks right. at a challenge, and then suddenly you're like, wow, he's got it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, could get could get wild for sure. I was going to say. Before we take our final break, and then we'll get to some tree mail. Um, in this reunion show, they talked about the knowledge is power. That came up. They talked about the beware advantages, which were, like, prominent early in the season and all that. And, like, oh, whether you should or shouldn't. And Chan talked about, like, her slick move and all that. But they didn't really get into the whole hourglass thing because we know Danny hated it. There was, like, a throwaway line a at reference, one point. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I almost thought Propes was teasing it up to come later in the reunion show, and unless I'm forgetting it, they never went back to it. They never got his, like, raw and honest opinion on this challenge where he says this was bullshit. I mean, you just, like, completely yeah. changed the rules. Like, how is that fair? So I wish that was in there. I wonder if it was, and they cut it because of time, JD. And yeah, maybe. Of course, heard him talk about it in other interviews and stuff like that. But I would have liked that. I would have liked to have. I wish he could have had the opportunity within the show to be like, "I hate this. That was really <laughs> dumb. Get rid of this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, because one of my favorite JC bits. They hated it. They hated, they hated it. He totally hated it. And you're right. It was a pretty funny throwaway line where he's like, "You had the hourglass of time, which Danny loved." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I saw people in the live tribe are saying that Danny has said he wouldn't come back because of that twist. Wow! Wow! Pretty bold. Pretty yeah. bold I, wow. I, I will say we're. I don't think we're going to see Danny again. I mean, the other thing with him is now his cover is blown. Totally. I mean, yeah. He is a professional athlete, a former NFL player. So, you know, he kept that under his hat there for a long time. I, I just, yeah. I think he also, like, truly got what he wanted to out of the show and yeah, sure, sure helped his brand. Everybody loves the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if anything, he's going to go out there and then, like, you can't get more likable than he is. No. <laughs> just, like, do the it's opposite. True. You know? Swerve. So. So we will see. I, I, to, I guess to answer that one question, I, you guys said a lot of the names. I think Ricard and Shan are one, two locks to play this game again. Nasir, hell yeah. That guy's like a cooler Rupert somehow. Uh, a more likable Rupert. You mean a cool I, Not even Rupert? somehow, just in every way. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, cooler Rupert. I guess I meant a lot more likable yeah, Rupert. And <laughs> hey, hey, Rupert was huge. That guy was a rock yeah, star. Yeah. And remember when, remember when he demanded that they, when they had that uh, building your shelter challenge he demanded that they build a challenge on the beach <laughs> under the sand like they two feet down <laughs> in the sand like, what is, like basic understanding of like how waves work would tell you not to do this and Rupert's like no we have oh, to awesome. we're doing it <laughs> I want a basement uh, I want a basement this will be incredible <laughs> 
<laughs> so Nasir is back. I got him. That's three. That leaves two spots. Man, 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 man. Um, I think JD is in the mix. And Sydney. my final one. Sydney. Pitt. Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Sydney, as people pointed out, she seems to be like the female Tyson. And that could bode well for her in the future, too. Totally. And I think she's also not afraid to be the villain. Nope. To lean into that. Sure. And uh, I think we always need that. I've always wondered over the last couple of Survivor seasons, is it getting too friendly? Is it getting too nice? And yeah. I mean that in the way like they do handle the contestants and the castaways and stuff like that. Um you know, are they almost afraid in this reality television world to, like, make villains, right? Mm. Uh, I think maybe they are. Uh, and maybe just people are so much better at being more aware of how they'll be portrayed on television so they don't lean into it as much. Either. I don't know. But uh, she doesn't seem to be afraid of it. So, yeah. Nope. Sydney, that's a great call. That's who I would want. Okay, we'll take our final break, and then we'll get to a couple of your questions. So don't go anywhere. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back with No Buffs here. A few questions you guys tweeted at us. Some of you dropping some cues here in the live tribe. D wanted to know, because I was talking about villains and how they're sort of like going away from that, it feels like. He asked, why would they be afraid of making villains for reality television? Isn't that good TV? Yes, my point is like, I think they're worried about the actual castaways, like the contestants yeah. themselves, like life after Survivor and dealing in the real world. Um, that's that's just my read on it. Yeah, I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, and like Probst is really leaning into like a family show, family show, family show too. There is that element. Uh, like he wants these like feel-good stories. I mean, every person out there had like this unbelievable story that they've overcome or learning about themselves out there and he loves that stuff and that's great and I think it does make good TV. But uh, I just like some badasses out there too. They don't give yeah. two shits about everybody. I love that. <laughs> So, isn't know, that a little we, bit of the game botification of Survivor as well? Like nobody's going to get mad if they're voted out now. So it's kind of hard to be a villain because you're yeah. out there to play the game hard. Everybody kind of agrees that that's the case nowadays. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like, yeah, it's more difficult for them to really take things personal because everybody just has an understanding that this is a game and they're like, yeah, you got me. <laughs> you got a backstab and blindside and all that. Yeah. I will say, I think that I think that that is right, especially when you watch the older seasons. People just took everything, so it was like a per- everything was a personal. Attack. Yeah, you are coming at me. I must. I, I have to destroy you. Um, 
And I think that that has changed. And to me, it's actually improves the gameplay. Like, I like the voting blocks era where there's just a lot of strategy and a lot of mm-hmm. uh, bridge mm-hmm. building. Definitely. But I, I just think that there's a... I don't actually think it can go so far into the professionalism, uh, you know, part of the spectrum. I just think that you're on the island, you're starving, someone is saying they want to vote you out, and it's impossible to not take it personally on some level. So I think that, yeah. I think that we we shouldn't worry too much about that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right, some questions here. At self defeating wrote in. This is just a funny one. I wanted to start with. Do y'all know why Survivor is always so light on sponsored rewards? Can't they make a killing giving prizes like fresh baked <laughs> Otis Spunkmeyer cookies or Purdue chicken season to perfection with a side of veggies? I, I mean, uh, a, f- a fine question. This is something we've they've done before. There used to be a lot more Just of that. Yeah. The sponsored segments, yeah, but we haven't Blue really seen a lot of it, uh, Jason, in, in a while. It's just pizza that's stew made now. I mean, why isn't that <laughs> Domino's pizza? It really is a good question. Like, how much money can they get for that? I, I, I have to imagine that they are exploring those. Like, you know, Je- <laughs> yeah. uh, my girlfriend noticed that Jeff is wearing Nikes and that they are in the shot a lot this this season. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think that there is my my. My sense is there's stuff there that we're maybe not picking up on. But you're absolutely right. I remember there was a season where it was like uh, like they got messages from their loved ones like on whatever the Nokia phone was that yep, was like yep, a yep. The competitor to the iPhone. And obviously the Outback Steakhouse stuff is like always huge. They're starving, so the 100% they're going to fucking eat it. Like yeah, they've done yeah. stuff <laughs> like that before. I would imagine they still explore it, and I would not be surprised to see any of that come back. But there is surely stuff in there that we are just not noticing. Mm, I love the idea of Jeff Probst having a secret Nike deal. Just a (laughs) low-key Nike deal showing off the Nick DePaula writing about it on ESPN. (laughs) I don't know. Sources. It's been like I saw I there when he was going to get the urn yesterday, he, he did have these shiny Nikes on, but it it reeked of heaven's gate you know like like <laughs> that's what it reminded me of they were so like odd to see him wearing these shoes but uh my favorite one correct me if i'm wrong but pontiac aztec had a, had a, totally. a sponsorship yep. and what did did boston rob and amber sleep oh in yeah one they, they, like, had, they overnight? had sex like, in a car as yeah as according to me in, a, in an aztec <laughs> Yeah, they used to have this stuff. Uh, I mean, definitely I hand see. stuff in the car. Let's just put it that way. Maybe <laughs> no, like, full on. Definitely a little hand stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. Fancy. That's fine. They're married I now. I, they have four kids. I don't know if they I think they've consciously moved away from that stuff because I think it's sort of, I it's a so pain too. in the ass. It's a pain in the ass to have that kind of activation on a show like that. Like, it's like, okay, hey, good news. A sales guy comes and says, Pontiac Aztec has come on board and we've, we've got a product pr- placement. It's like, this is a show about being trapped on a desert island. Where the fuck are we going to put a Pontiac Aztec? It's going to be weird. And it was weird. And did it sell any Aztecs? I don't think so. It, it's just like, but from a producer point of view, I mean, like whenever is, that shit happens on our show to, to, to this day, it's just like, uh, okay, I guess. I mean, well, you want us to whatever drink out of uh, Timothy's mugs? Okay, fine. You know, that's <laughs> it's like weird because we're we're on a desert island. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just yeah. hard to incorporate that shit. It's just like, 
But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there is a secret Nike deal. That would be kind of cool. I mean, wasn't wasn't Xander wearing Nikes yep. jumping off that boat? So was Erica. So. She was rocking Nikes. I'm telling you, yep. I'm there you saying. Go. There you go. Yeah. I'm I think saying, you're right. what are the odds that they're all wearing the same shoe brand? Yeah, uh, it's right. more. It's more like. Like, the food is an easy one. It's like, okay, oh, well, we're bringing in a bunch of pizza. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why, yeah, you would think Domino's and whatever. And the Papa response John's is huge and... every time. Like, it's never like, eh. It's always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now, I think, I guess, I mean, I saw, I saw people saying this. It might be a little difficult to get Domino's pizza to the... To Fiji, I, I don't know if they have one on the island at all. You know, same with like Burger King or something. Do you know how know. much Stu's Pizza paid for those rights last night? <laughs> and you're just thinking that they're going to replace it with Domino's? Come on! Hey, let's the okay. line. Yeah, there should be. Stu should be having. He should be making Survivor <laughs> Pizza like right now. Like, yeah, Stu's Survivor Pizza should be a brand tomorrow. Like, yeah, for we'll sure. Be buying it. <laughs> Listen, my okay. my brother's a pilot, and he used to run kfc from vancouver to the yukon like the deep woods of the yukon yeah yeah of course you, you know so it it's yeah, possible yeah. all right okay well hopefully we we see it in the next one uh this one from at austin tourist i have a suggestion of a new concept okay survivor 43 battle of the seasons it'll be two tribes of nine each all coming from the same season hmm. interesting dynamic with the right people and i would say 37 versus 41 would be the perfect match. Um, Jason, an interesting concept. I don't, it's I don't an, mind it. I mean, it's an interesting concept. We've never had a full cast uh, bring back ever before, so that would be new. I I do wonder if if I'm sitting in the Survivor like production room, I mm-hmm. I I can hear someone say, "Isn't that the chat? It's to the challenge, isn't it?" Oh. That would be my note. That would be the note that I think someone in the Survivor production room would raise. That said, mm. I do love the idea, and I and I do love the idea of an entire cast coming back, whether it's versus another cast or what. Just like bring, yeah, you know, uh, David versus Goliath. I think is like the the main one that everybody always talks about as being one of the greatest first time casts ever. I'd love to see every single person from that cast back. So why not all at the same time? Yeah, I mean, I love the idea of. If not doing the entire season, like, okay, everybody that was on Survivor 37, you're all back again playing. I mean, that's sort of wild, too, and it's maybe interesting. I like the best of the best, though, like the nine from Survivor 37 and the nine from, let's say, Survivor 41, because we already went through, yeah. like, easily yeah. nine names that you could see out there. Put them against each other, have them pitted against each other, and then you would do a bunch of shakeups early, of course, sure. and, and mix it all. I think there's something there. I think there's something there. Ba- Battle of the Seasons or something, Battle of the Cast or something like that. Trey, what do you think? Yeah, sure. Sign me up, but I don't want it for season 43. I don't want any returnees until season 50. Let's keep it Whoa, fresh until right. then. Uh, this no, guy that, wants that, to go on Survivor. Every time they bring somebody back is a chance that none of, one ooh. of us isn't going to get on. So uh, I'm great with you, point. Trey. <laughs> That's a great point. I think you guys will be wrong with that. I mean, I'd be a lot long. No. It's like four years. Yeah, yeah they, it's they not, don't it is usually, not that long. But yeah, yeah but they, don't go, they don't. They don't go that long without bringing people back. No, sorry, ma'am. We uh, dropped the four, keep the one. The previous forty seasons, they don't exist anymore. Deleted from the <laughs> servers. Can't bring anybody back. Well, people do think that 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 
they may be now that sounds insane because like some of those seasons we were talking about like 37 38 whatever like there's some great players within those seasons be sort of strange not to bring back like christian hubicki and stuff yeah. like yeah. that but but i've heard that i think rob said that trey like maybe probes is i don't know if he's on record saying yeah like if you were in those 40, you're not coming back. Again, I think that's... I think that that's bullshit. Too many clarks. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not yeah. going to... I think that's not <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, Dominic's going to be back. And so, like, there's... Yeah. But they'll I, be back. But anyway. There's a ton of fun, like, you know, all finalists, all first boots. Like, there's a mm-hmm. million yeah. things they could do that would be really kind of fun and compelling. Yep. Um, for sure. All right. And our final one here. This is from the uh, aforementioned Ryan Barry. At Rye and Barry, who... Uh, you know, got deep in the glyphs, helped us figure out where that treasure was hanging. Glyph <laughs> watch. He had another concept. Um, so a cast for a season with no cash prize. Players are told when they're applying that they're only playing for the title of Soul Survivor. Hmm. And then you reveal after the final votes, you were playing for a million bucks all along, but you tell them in advance, like, okay, there's just, you're not actually playing for a million. Uh, the audience, though, knows from the very first episode. Yeah, it's just an interesting little twist. I don't know. If you're, you're, Jason is pondering it. I, don't, I can't tell if you like it or not. What do you think, Jason? I, uh, I mean, I like the idea of bringing them there under slightly false uh, pretenses. You know, uh, I forget what season this was, but a great example is when they were they didn't realize that they were jumping off the boat that day. They were like, like all right. came out and yeah. then it was like, well, what's going on? And then it was like, then that they were going, it mm. might've been cook islands, but like, it seems to me like it wouldn't be that much of a shock, right? Because there is a per diem anyway. Like you make jury, you, yeah. make, you make money. Like there's, there's yep. money regardless. It's not like you get zero money no matter what. So, I like the concept of the surprise. I don't think that particular one uh, works, but maybe like you know, doubling or tripling the prize money or something like that. Or like, mm-hmm. what if their family? What if their loved ones were there the whole time, like watching something like that? Like, and guess what? You're gonna have an audience this time at every challenge, and it's like your loved ones in the stands watching this. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure we are desperate to like. We only got to find people that are really want to play this game yeah, and yeah. do it for zero dollars. Like we're in a, Pearl Island. There, there, there are uh, a lot of people I think that would actually do that. Um, oh, totally. But yeah, this this the idea that the of not telling them everything. Yeah, that can be massaged maybe a little bit. JD. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. I sort of get, I get the point, I get the idea where it's like, oh, people are just applying the, only the purists, the people who are in it for the right reasons, are are coming into this season. I th- I could see it working if it was for people who are already millionaires, like a uh, Danny or uh, Scott Pollard, or you know, like uh, athletes versus uh, mm. captains of industry or something like that. That could be cool, and it's just like. You're not playing for money, and oh, by the way, there's a million dollars we're going to donate to your favorite charity or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. love to see Mark Cuban out there, you know, uh, <laughs> playing for real, and and not like uh, I mean, we've had celebrities want like Mike White, uh, you know, he's yeah. a rich guy, he wanted to play and he wanted to play for real. Yeah. So it's not like the watered down, get me out of here, I'm a celebrity type of thing. It like I think there's something there for like a, a not an all stars, but like a, an and all stars version of uh, of Survivor, which which could be very cool, uh, and we give a chance to see Danny again. I, maybe in that situation, Danny oh. can come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, do they they might do that for other international Survivor oh, do seasons? They? Like more of a celebrity twist. Yeah, don't quote me on that. 
Here's a little scoop, I think. Oh. I have, I, hey, I have this on good record. Okay, the source. Sources so say. I, I, I do believe this, and I don't know if it's out there in the world. I mean, maybe you survivor diehards would be like, yeah, we knew that. Um, the former basketball player known as Ron Artest, Meta Sandiford Artest, I believe he goes by now. Um, mm-hmm. I have been told that he will be going on a survivor season. Whoa! Really? <laughs> That's breaking news, I guess. Wow. Maybe now, I don't know. I actually don't know. My gut says All it's All malice at the version. palace. It's Ron Ooh. Artest, right? <laughs> Big Ben. <laughs> Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Reggie Miller. He was already on, I believe, like a Big Brother yeah. version somewhere. I This is what I've been told. Again, I don't know if it's an international version. I don't know if it, if America is going to do this twist and he'll just be out there as one of the That's what... uh. That's what I've been told. So we'll wow. see. We'll see if that comes through. Hey, you got to believe me now. I told you the game within the game is in the game. I did a quick Google on Meta okay. Sandefort Artest Survivor. Reports from the score, Meta Sandefort Artest and Ray Lewis to compete on Survivor-like series. It's oh. on oh. CBS called Beyond the Edge, which will pit celebrities against one another in a battle of strategy, wits, and muscle. Oh. Oh, Interesting. My source, my source specifically said the word survivor. Ooh. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. How about this? We'll see. Survivor, all chefs. <laughs> all chefs. What can you do with the rice? All yeah. the challenges are cooking That's a based? fucking great idea. I That's love all chefs. chefs, and then chefs all- are crazy, too. So, like, every chef I know is insane. Ooh. I love okay. it. I love it. Yeah. Knives so out. Much. Oh, Survivor. front of house versus back of house. How about that? Ooh. <laughs> oh, we got a million ideas, probes. Come on. Let's go. Bring the subtitles uh, back. That's the point. Bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All chefs. Yeah. What, knives out. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, sh- uh, sharpen your mind. I don't know why I keep wanting to put mind. <laughs> <laughs> sure, cook right. your mind <laughs> oh, cook <laughs> islands oh, oh that's great oh got it oh god oh god i love it guys we could keep going for hours here i know we could but let's start wrapping this up uh it's very early for uh jason out there on the west coast we appreciate you jumping on here early morning time uh what a blast guys um you know, thanks to everybody for joining us live. Thanks to everybody that subscribed to NoBus on YouTube or on Apple or Spotify. If you want to take a second if you enjoyed this season, you know, drop a five-star rating and review. We haven't really talked about it off camera. I don't know if we'll be doing Survivor 42 of NoBus, but I'd like to think we'll have some sort of version of the show. So, Stay again, tuned. help us out. Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned. And then we'll get to Survivor 43, Lost in the Maze, and then Survivor 44, <laughs> Sharpen Your Mind with all chefs out there. Uh, it'll be a blast. So, again... Thank you. Sincere thanks to uh, Jason again for joining us here. We really, really had a blast talking to you, talking through Survivor. And to everybody that has chimed in here in the live tribe, make sure you drop your boys a little five-star rating and review if you are uh, a fan of the podcast. All right, guys. Anything else? Any final thoughts as we wrap? Jason, any final thoughts on Survivor 41 or Survivor? Uh, It's just great to have the show back. Uh, after after a long hiatus, I look forward to 42, and I look forward to, to continuing to talk about uh, the greatest reality show in the history of, of the human race. <laughs> exactly right. Let's, <laughs> let's leave it on that note. Until we talk to you guys next time on No Buffs, the tribe has spoken. <laughs> <laughs>